tell you what they've achieved. They've achieved something absolutely rotten. And uh, Kieran McGinley as a player was, you know, a, a phenomenal player, and he didn't cry and he didn't whinge, you know. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. But I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. Remember that tribe in, in, in Iraq, the Shiite tribe? Well, we've watched Shiite football. People think I'm a bit of a, a lunatic, loose cannon, whatever you'd like to uh, say. Shame us! Come on! Move! Move! Hello and welcome to the GA Scores podcast. You're with myself, Pierce Corkin, and later on I'm going to be joined by Carl Kane and David Tuberty from Clare. Now, this week in GA action, it's been a bit of a crazy week. It's been a week where St. Vincent's, who were hailed as kings in waiting by some, uh, were defeated by Stockneil, and that amazing story keeps going on and on. But to go back to St. Vincent's for a moment, they're an interesting story because I think they are almost have a mythology about them at the moment. They have some fantastic players and they have been a fantastic team that have come from Dublin in the last couple of years. But I think we've almost, as a GA community and GA supporters, and we've discussed in the podcast before that St. Vincent's and players like Jeremy Connolly are almost unstoppable week in, week out. But I think at this moment in time, they are going to tire and they are going to look human. And you, I think that's something that will help the game. Not because I think I don't think St. Vincent should be winning. I think any team is, is, should, I'm not, nothing against anything like that. But for teams like Slock Neal to go further in the All Ireland Championship can only help it. And later on in the podcast, we discuss whether it can change the face of the game as a whole with David and with Carr. But I think for a team like Stockdale, and not to take away from Dr. Croaks and what then, we'll be discussing them in a couple of weeks as well, but Stockdale are now in the All-Ireland Club Football Final, the All-Ireland Club Hurling Semi-Final, and the Camogie Final as well. Like For a club, a small club, as we saw on Twitter, as they posted up the, the map of their town a couple of weeks ago. It's a huge, huge, huge achievement. And I think it's something that has to be celebrated. And, you know, I hope they didn't go on to do really well. And Carl Kane from the Irish News will be talking us through the history a little bit of what they're about and what who they are. And if you don't know, if you've never heard of them before, of course, they, they, it's always good to kind of get the background story as well. In the other GA action, there's a full list of games last weekend, and I think the big biggest story of the weekend was probably Down, who have now gone on this unbelievable, unbelievable. I sound like Donald Trump now, but this huge losing run. And I discussed it also with Carl and discussed it with David Tuberty, but last night on Off the Ball, Danny Hughes, with some rather choice words, uh, described the whole situation, seemed to sum up the, the feelings of the whole county. and. It's uh, it's crazy how a county that has achieved so much has fallen off the wagon a huge uh, a huge amount and they're one to watch as the summer goes on and hopefully they can get back on track. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the podcast. But first, we're gonna have a little listen to what Danny Hughes said last night on Off the Ball. This year, 
it's a rising tide uh, lifts all boats. So what they're doing is before the meeting, they're googling uh, motivational quips, uh, <laughs> and then they're, <laughs> they're using these things uh, as as brilliant uh, things to put out into the media. Absolutely fantastic sense, but a complete load of horseshit. And excuse my language, but so Kai, yeah, last night you were speaking with uh, on off the ball and. Uh, Danny Hughes is on as well, and he had some choice words to say about down football. Um, it seems like it's in, it's in a bit of a bad state at the moment. Dan, Danny was by far and away the more entertaining of the two of us. All right, um, it's not it's not a it's not a great time for Danny at all. Um, a couple of years since they they won a, a meaningful intercounty game, won a won a couple of McKenna Cup games as a high of it in, in that time, and I suppose. It's all really coming to head there. Um, the the frustration seems to have just boiled over within down at this stage um, as to as to what's happening. Um, such a a wide range and list of problems um, that I, mean, I I wrote a piece on Tuesday about it and it was barely scratched in the surface about the problems with development squads, problems with funding, the problems with the just of seems an endless list of problems with down at the minute and i think danny just <laughs> saw a lot of reaction on through twitter and facebook the last the last day or so and and nobody but nobody disagreed with, with what danny had said um he sort of yeah, as, a, as a proud down man he basically let all the frustrations out he, he started off very moderate and then as he as he went on the frustration just kept flowing out of him and and you can hear it. You can sort of hear the passion from him that he, that it really it really hurts them. Um, that the the Arrow County was such a proud tradition, um, and to be in the position that they're in now, to to not have won a game in a couple of years, it's just it's 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 not a particularly good time for them. But you 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 said you said you wrote a piece in the Irish News, and I just had that up in front of me, and it's it's amazing. Like I think it's almost their demise. If, if, if for want of a better word, has probably gone by the wayside a little bit because, again, like you said, it, this, they were such a brilliant county and they brought such brilliant success over the years. But it's amazing how like counties like Down have almost become, in a way, kind of forgotten about you know, up in Ulster. Not in, not true out of spite or anything like that, but like when you look around the county or look around the province, you have teams like Tyrone. Uh, Armagh kind of are on the way back a little bit. Calvin got into Division One, um, and other teams like that. Where Monaghan and Fermanagh and teams like that. And where yeah. it's almost are they the victims in a way of the province doing so well? Where maybe it papered over the cracks for down a little bit. Um, I, th- I think they'd they'd maybe love to use that as an excuse, but the the counties you, you mentioned. I mean these things. They, they don't happen by accident. The reason, the reason Tyrone won three All Irelands in the last decade, and the reason they're pushing back towards being close to another is because of the hard work that's done at, uh, from the ground up. Um, you, you know, you look at their minor record over the last fifteen years. They've they've won a lot of Ulster minors. They've they've been they've won a couple of All Ireland minors and been close to another couple. You know, those things don't happen by accident. Cavan, obviously, they're under twenty one success. Monaghan have a good, you know, Monaghan, to be fair to them, probably haven't maybe had the success that the strength of some of their underage teams have deserved. Um, particularly, you know, their vocational school sides were brilliant probably before their minor side 
keep them strong, and and you know, you know, it's all the building blocks. Those things don't happen by accident, and the reason the down are where they are doesn't happen by accident either. You know, no Ulster minor since '99. They haven't won an Ulster under 21 since 2008. They haven't won a game in the Ulster under 21 in four years. Their their development squads, the, the problems clubs won't send their best players to the development squads because they feel that they get better coach within their own clubs. You know, all of those things, their, their minor record, if you've seen their minor teams of the last couple of years, they look particularly lightweight. Um, they brought Paddy O'Rourke in to work on the strength and, and the physical end of it, but but that's going to take a few years to, to bear any fruit at all. So, you know, all, all, all those issues are exactly why Down are, are not winning at minor level and not bringing through. Like, somebody, I couldn't just verify it. I know the year Jim McCurry was in that there was no under-21 player that was deemed ready or physically ready or capable of senior football, so there was nobody promoted. As far as I know, there's been nobody promoted from under-21 football and Down in the last three years. You know... And that is just, you know, <laughs> that sort of just basically sums it up. That's incredible. Like, for a county that has not so long ago, where we're we're knocking on the door of uh, of breaking through to that top tier of Gaelic football, and competing in an All Ireland final a couple of years ago against Cork, and and having such players in in their in their ranks like Danny Hughes and like Marty Clark, it's it's yeah. it's amazing that it, that it's they've fallen so far off the mark. Is it? Are they a warning sign though, as well, for other counties in Ulster and around Ireland, that if you rest on your laurels, you could uh, you could see it fo- uh, success fall away very quickly. Absolutely. Um, any, any, I suppose they're they're nearly a prime example given the success they did have. Um, I mean, you mentioned twenty ten there, and you look at the closer you look back at twenty ten probably wasn't the strongest all Ireland of all time and it was a it was a they just had a great run and uh, I mean you can't take it away from them getting to an all Ireland final and, and certainly not being a million miles from winning it. But that team broke up so quickly um afterwards and I was looking back through of, of their two thousand and eight under twenty one team there's only three still involved. Of the two thousand and ten team there's only a couple of by twenty fourteen almost all of the twenty ten team was gone. And from 2014 to now, it's almost an entirely new team again. So, you know, there's just been no continuity whatsoever. The, the, the turnover of the players on an annual basis is is frightening. And and it's just, as I say, like the problems are just, you're literally, in talking, I mean, we could talk for three years, you're literally only scratching the surface as to, as to what they need to do to sort it out. And the problem, the, the real worry for them is that it's going to be, I mean, they're only starting this work now um, and it could be five or six years before they, they start to see any fruit of it even at underage level it could be it could be another decade before they start to see it at senior level it's incredible really I can I suppose to move on to uh, a county that um, I was up close and personal with down recently Clare football um or I suppose on the on, on the opposite trajectory and going and going up the ladder and have achieved uh, great results in that in the last few in the last few years and certainly last year they they made a, a massive breakthrough in the All Ireland Championship and then this year they've uh, made a very good start to Division Two. Um, thankfully we're we're joined by one of their star men, David Toberty. Uh, welcome, David. Uh, thanks, thanks very much, Pierce, for having me. 
Um, it's 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 been a very good start to to life in Division Two, but but last weekend, of course, uh, you uh, Clare beat down football uh, down footballers, and it, it seems like it's in a weird way they it's it w- these two counties are almost on a like I said on a different on a different trajectory. One coming down, one going up. Does it feel like in the Clare camp at the moment that you're on that still upward trajectory? Um, it does, yeah. Um, I suppose um, this year we, we want uh, our main goal was to maintain Division Two status, and um, the start we've got this year was we get a, a win against Down last weekend and a draw above and Derry. Um, it gives us a massive, massive help altogether. Um, but um, we just can't rest on those laurels now. We have to really push on, and uh, we have to try and pick up a few more points to maintain our Division Two. Over the winter time, what was the main message uh, that was uh, drilled into the players about hitting the ground running this year, even in the league? Because I think most critics would have said, "Okay, they had a good year last year. They got promoted. This year they might they might struggle against teams." Like last again against the likes of Jared, who had that little bit more experience. But but credit to you, you've you've hit the ground running. You've 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 picked up wins, and you're you're looking um, safe enough in the division at the moment. Is that is that what you aim for, for uh, since the you went back training? Um, it is, yeah. But um, all this kind of started four years ago when Colum Collins came into us. Um, we were in Division Four. Um, I played seven years in Division Four, which is uh, it's tough going down there. It's a very hard division to get out of. But um, when Colum came in at the start, he all told us that we were we were a Division Two team and um, that we had to buy into what his plan was. Um, when we finished the championship last year, he called us in afterwards. We had meeting and um, he just said we have to get to, as you said, like kick, uh, get the ground hit the ground running um, next year. Um, we can't lay back and just um, keep um, like last year. Just remembering last year, remember, uh, last year's in the past, and we have to move on. Um, but at the start of the year, I suppose um, with the hurlers from Ballier, um going very well, that um, Gary and Pierce and David Egan were were taken up with them. That we mightn't have them this year, but um, you see in there the last two weekends. Now we had Pierce come on as a sub last week, and I suppose. Um, our captain, our leader, um, Gary Brennan, showing what a leader he is to um, travel up to um, Celtic Park last weekend and give a, a phenomenal display for 70 minutes. And then again this year, or, uh, last weekend, he's shown again what a, a great um, inspiration he is around the county. And I suppose um, just to um, maintain, I suppose, Division 2 was just a huge help. And that's column has drilled it into us from, from the get-go this year. And um, we haven't laid up. We, every training session is we're going at 100 miles an hour. Um, I know um, the McGrath Cup didn't go very well with us with a win and a loss, but um, I think just Everton, um, as one of the boys said there, coming down the bus from Derry last week was um, we were we were a bit frightened going into the game because we hadn't played our good football like we did last year in the championship. But um, once the whistle went in Celtic Park, Everton just came back to us and. Uh, what we were taught all last year just something just clicked and it showed um, for the last two weeks what, what we've been playing like and does it does it help having someone like Gary Brennan around the panel in such a way where he does come and pull off those massive feats like travelling up 
to Celtic Park where it kind of shows the rest of the panel that people are taking this seriously. Oh, it is, yeah. Gary, Gary tell you himself there that he, he, he's just, um, he's a down-to-earth guy, um, but um, he's, he's our leader. He's our main man. Um, with, we've got leaders all over the pitch, but um, it's just, um, he, he's just phenomenal. You've seen him last year. He played in the compromise rules and He's just an inspiration around the dressing room, around the foot, around the pitch, um, trainings, everything. He's just he just drives us on, and I think everybody's just rolling behind him, and and you can see by the results. When you say Colin came in like a few years ago, just to wind back a little bit, and he said one of the things he said to you was that this team was a Division Two team. Now that you're there, does the ambition change? Does the hunger change for you personally? Because obviously, I would imagine when Colin Collins came in two years ago, and he said, or four years ago, and he said these things, that you might have said, "Oh, okay, I don't want to get up to Division Two. I want to play in that league." But now that you're there, what what changes for you? Well, I suppose just this year, um, our main goal is to maintain Division Two for next year. I suppose um, not getting carried away. We just need to. Um, just get to grips with um, the, the kind of football that's played in Division Two. It's it's a tough it's a tough division. It's it's a physical division. Um, there's big teams up there. Uh, big teams up there. Like we've a tough games next uh, next couple of weeks against Galway, Cork, and Fermanagh. And um, um, once once uh, Colum said that uh, maintain Division Two status, I suppose that's the main thing. But hopefully, um, it's just hopefully we can click again and. Um, you never know this year if we get a few more results under our belt and we could be looking at Division 1 but um, hopefully that's in the pipeline in a, f- in a few years and hopefully that um, the younger players can get more experience from Division 2 football um, which is which they are and they're, they're learning and we've got a, a lot of young talent coming through like we got Pierce Lillis who's only 19 and Keelan Sexton's only 19 and then we've got Jamie Malone and Owen Cleary who had great years last year so we've got great, we've got a mixture of great youth and um, experience as well. And the experience of Gordon Kelly, Joe Hayes and Martin McMahon who've been there for, for a number of years. Um, it's just a great mixture at the moment. Um, you were saying there about down, haven't got really the youth coming through. Um, I think the youth is, is key and Cullum, um, Cullum drives that forward every year. Um, he's always adding in um, young players, 17, 18 or 18 year olds, 19 year olds into the panel. Um, and hopefully them boys can get experience from this year again now and, and it'll help them down through the, uh, in the future That is important and what you said there about down football and, and youth under under 21 teams feeding into the senior team And what sort of problems though or if there is plenty problems in a county like Clare when you're going up against the hurlers or is there that sort of rivalry because Obviously, in the past, Colum had his, uh, has been able to call on his son, but he's, he's um, I think he's chosen to play hurling this year. And like you said, like with Ballier as well, and, and, and different players are playing hurling and football, different players are playing both. What are the challenges for a team like the Clare footballers in a county like that? Um, I don't think there's any competition between ourselves and the hurlers, um, I suppose. Um, Pod, uh, Pod was the only person that was trying to play a dual player 
um, it was tough for him. It's it's he was switching like he was with football the week before, and then he'd play our match, and then he'd go back to the hurling again, which is it's it's really tough on one player. Like and I suppose um, the pressure that was put on him, I suppose after winning the the All Ireland final in t- 2013, the pressure on him to go back and play with the hurlers again was huge. Um, we respect his decision. It w- it's up to him. We um, there was no problem with that. We, um, but um, as the footballers, um, it's there's, there's no competition whatsoever. There's um, the football is shared throughout the county now these days. We've cracked over in East Clare that have um, won a few co- county championships lately, and um, it's just it's it's great competition. And there's there's footballers and there's hurlers and the, Colum's Colum's okay with it. He, he lets him choose whether you want to play football or hurling, and I think it's working out so far. There's no fear of that and. Um, Hopefully we'll, we'll we'll keep Gary on the football inside. It's, it's a huge help for us. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's obviously going to be a big thing for going forward for Clare. But playing play a county like last last weekend, like down, and you you said yourself you're kind of going to come up against teams like like Galway and things like that, and in the, in the next couple of weeks, what sort of preparation do you do mentally do you go through for for playing counties that might have had that historical name behind them they mightn't be in that that good form but they might have that historical name behind them i'm thinking when you're playing in munster against the likes of cork and Kerry and teams like that do you draw on experience from playing that these counties when you come up against the the perhaps bigger names in the national league um we do yeah i suppose um going going back again to division four when we were um when we thought we were like playing the likes of Down and Leash and Kildare, like we thought we'd probably never be able to compete with them. We'd all, we're always getting the likes of Cork as well. Cork and Kerry and Munster were always getting big, big beatings from them. We lose by 12 points, 15 points, 18 points. But um, I suppose, as again, as I said, as Colm has come in, he's really, um, he's just drilled it into us that we can compete with anybody. Um, and we showed it last year. Um, we had a kind of a, a sloppy game against Leash over in the park last uh, last year in the championship, and we we pipped them. We got beaten by a point. Um, then after that game, I think confidence was uh, at a high, and you could see the performances that we did afterwards um, against Sligo above in in uh, Markovic Park, which is a tough pitch to go to, um, and then to Ross Common Division One side at that time. But um, it's just. I suppose to keep going the winning feeling and um, being able to compete with these teams and I suppose as we say we're it's 15 on 15 any given Sunday um, so anything can happen um, so hopefully the next day now Galway Galway coming up hopefully we can compete with them and see if we can get a few points off them Just to change tack for a moment because I know you um, you, you play with it, your club Dunbeg down in Clare and, and for years you you went through uh, I think it's fair to say a bit of a barren patch in terms of medals and and uh, and silverware picking up. Um, what how did that drive you on? Because I know previously I know your uh, people have said um, that if you were a little bit older you went you would have had a collection of club championship medals in your back pocket. How has that driven you to succeed with Clare uh, uh, the county, or has it any, any influence on you at all? Um, I suppose the the tradition and the history of Doombeg is is huge. Um, 
we've got um, 18 championships won in Clare. Um, I suppose it all dried up in 2001. Um, that was um, the, in 2001 was the last time the one of the great teams uh, played the team that played in the 98 Munster final and won it. Um, a lot of them players retired, and a lot of them players I looked up to, like the likes of Francis McInerney, Park Conway, um, Jerry Colleen, all played with the county. Um, they all kind of uh, retired and left a, a big hole for Dunbeg football, and it took us nine years to get back to win a championship. Um, but it just, it's, I suppose, like any other player, you go out, you play with your club, you, you want to be the best, um, and you want to win medals. Um, I know I, I haven't won that many medals, but the ones I, I've won, I've cherished. And um, uh, I'm not, I suppose, as you say, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> I have a few more years left in me. So um, hopefully now we can pick up a few more. Um, there's still still a good bunch of players here in Dunbeg. And uh, like every year, we just go out there and give it our best. And that's that's all you can ask for. And hopefully this, uh, we can drive on and win a championship or two next few years. And going forward for Clare, I know you discussed um, the different teams you're coming up against in the next few weeks, but going into the championship and going into the summer, what are the goals for Clare? Is it is it maintaining Division 2 status? Is it uh, w- anything to do with the Munster championship? Because uh, I know Colm has spoken in the past about his views on the on the provincial championships as a whole. Do they play any part in their plans? Um, no, no. Um we set out goals every year. Um, um, last year in Division Three, our goal was um, to win Division Three. Um, we achieved that. Um, then our next goal was to uh, uh, win a Munster Championship. And every year we we set that goal. Um, we set a, a high bar for ourselves to um, get to. I know it's um, we've had a, we've a tough run of it the last couple of years. I suppose meeting Kerry, kind of uh, we've always meeting Kerry some part of the championship, um, but. Um, again, this year they're on our side of the draw, ourselves and Limerick's side of the draw. But every year we we come up against Kerry, we think we can beat them, and um, hopefully we can we can achieve that because um, things are things are improving in Clare, and hopefully now um, a good run. If we if we don't beat Kerry, I suppose or Limerick in the championship, we want a good run in the qualifiers. But our main goal this year is to maintain Division Two status and. Um, win a Munster Championship and, that, and that's what his column has driven into us and the other story from last weekend's uh, action and I suppose it's been the story of the club championship as a whole is Slock Neal doing so well and between the hurling and the football does the county like Clare and in what they've achieved do you take inspiration from teams like Slock Neal and say to yourselves if they can achieve this with hurlers and footballers on both sides and get to to uh, to All Ireland club semi-finals, then we can do this. Is that is this a message for for every county side around the around the country? Um, of course it is. Um, the achievement that Shockney had last week was was unbelievable. Um, the game um, game was a great performance of um, kicking points and just minding taking care of the ball. Um, um, you see, Chrissy, um, centre back, had an unbelievable performance, kicking four points from centre back. I suppose, thank God, he wasn't playing the the week before um, for Derry. But um, 
No, it's it's a great inspiration for all around. Um, I suppose <clears throat> taking Ballier in Clare, um, they were beaten in their first game this year in the championship, and talking to one of the boys, they they were worried about relegation, um, this year, but they seemed to turn it around, and once they got out of Clare, they were a different outfit. Um, seeing their performance against Turles over in Cusick Park, they were just a, a different team, and after winning that game against Turles, I suppose they just thought that, um. Ireland, they can achieve anything and win an Ireland club final, and um, I suppose that's what Schlockney has um, thought about all the time. Like once they got out of Ulster, they can achieve anything, and you you can see the last day they played with confidence, uh, kicking great scores, and defending well. And um, hopefully, if they can bring that to the Ireland club final, they can um, they can bring one home from. What What do you think of that card? Is it Is it a case of since they got out of Ulster, they feel that they can achieve anything? Sorry? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> just uh, have this notion that they can achieve anything that they want, whether they're in Ulster or Derry or wherever they are. Um, as in, in, in the football sense, they're still stung a wee bit by their performance in the All-Ireland Club final two years ago against Cora Finn. Um, the Cora Finn were, were an awesome outfit and uh, and and any team would have struggled to beat them that day, but but Slyneal are, are it, it rankles with them a bit that they didn't put up really much of a fight beyond the first ten or fifteen minutes, and it was a bit of a one-sided final, really. Um, and I suppose since since they won since they won Derry, really they've had they've had eyes on on trying to make it back this far. Um, to be honest, they're a team that that hasn't. And and I think it's only now finally that their football team is or people are looking at it and saying, Well this is this is one of the great teams to have come out of Derry and strange to say that given that they'd won Ulster and they'd gone to an all Ireland final, but I suppose Derry had a decent tradition in, in that sense with Ballandary and Balahi and Lavi and and even Balearn getting an all Ireland final back in the seventies and Slightly ill just weren't really categorised in that group um, for, for whatever reason, partly the style of football. and the, pe- People have spoken a lot about the style of football now since since last Saturday. For, for maybe a lot of people, it would have been the first view of, of an hour of, of the way that Slightly ill play, but that, that, that is Slightly ill every week. Um, most games, they would have 70-75% possession. They're so, so good on the ball. Um, and every one of them, Mickey Moore has developed them to the point where they just do not give the ball away at sort of all. Cause they, they would they would happily go back to the goalkeeper, and they're also comfortable on the ball. They'll take their man on, and 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 but they'll do the right thing and play the simple pass as well. So for them, I, I know the confidence is within them, and it'll be no it'll be no big surprise to them themselves that they're they're back in an All Ireland final. As a club, though, like. You, I know you followed them pretty closely, being a dairy man yourself over the last couple of years. Are, where where does this success come from? Like people say about the community aspect and about Stock Neil as a club, and that they've got players like Chrissy McKay. But for this mm-hmm. sheer hunger, desire, and drive to achieve what they've achieved, regardless if they don't pick up any trophies, it's been mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Where has that come the, from? Well, the 
they're probably very. Uh, they know themselves, and and several of them have spoken about it. They know this won't last forever. Um, you know, the, this they're, they're extremely fortunate that they have a, a group of players who are, are so young and so committed. In Slagneil, you know, it's not a big place. Um, there's there's nothing in it. There's no, <laughs> particularly there's no pub, in Slagneil. So, um, and and a lot of to be fair, there's a good six or seven of their starting team are teetotal. Um, don't drink at all. Um, the other boys would. <laughs> would not drink much, especially the much hurling and football they've had to play over the last three years, um, running to March and um, you, you know their their commitment is 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 really unbelievable. Like I, I, the, the the perfect example is um, their thirds. Uh, they they had a thirds team, a thirds football team that they entered in the in the Derry Junior League the last couple of years, and um, and they were up in Lamavari playing a, a, a league game on a Friday night one night last year and uh, and there was about two thirds of the Slagneel senior team up Limavari's maybe 35-40 minutes from Slagneel on a Friday night and two thirds of their senior team drove up to Limavari to watch their thirds play in a league game you know they're just absolutely obsessed by the club I went down I went down to actually the reverse of that game to watch to watch Limavari and Slagneel and Slagneel and there they all were again and they're like Wayans you know these are lads at 20, 22 and 23 and 24 years of age and they were all standing in the stand with their hurdles watching the football and then when the half time whistle went they all run out onto the field and puck about you know like they're like they're 7 or 8 their, their enthusiasm for it's just they're unbelievable um, they just they just love they just absolutely love for it um, but part you know so that, that's a massive part of it their, their dedication to it they look after themselves so well um, sort of a lot of that has come from Mickey Moore and so much of what it is has come from Mickey Moore because they, they won Derry back in 2004 and they got close on more than one occasion they lost semi-finals they lost finals in the in the 10 years between 04 and 2014 and and eventually they sort of got over the line in 2014 and there's no doubt Mickey Moore and it uh, absolutely massive part to play and just in developing their style of football because the one thing about St. Neil was they always had the, nobody ever doubted the passion they had for the jersey but they, they just lacked a wee bit of composure and at times they could be quite rash um, and Mickey just took that all out of them Mickey's a very calm individual himself and he just he, whatever he did on the training field he just developed and worked on their on their ball retention, on their decision making, and and obviously they're extremely fit, outfit, and and those were nearly the final. Mickey was the final piece of the jigsaw, if you like, um, because so much so much of the raw materials was already there. Like Damien Barton had taken them close, Cal Corey had taken them close enough. I think in one of the years he was there, and they they just they just needed something to push them over the line, and Mickey was Mickey was that thing. Just my question question for David. From the outside looking in to a team like Slocknail and from a county, you know, you, you, you've, you've been in a similar situation with your county where it's this meteoric rise throughout, through the divisions and you've achieved an awful lot. Um, given what, what's said about the team and in the, in the media and that, against, given against you might have come up against perceived stronger teams like Stockneil against Vince's last weekend. For you, what do you think a team like Stockneil can achieve? when the motivation, like Cara described there, is so prevalent right through its setup. 
Um, I suppose once, uh, like we were last year, we were always underdogs, and uh, that's the thing that drives you on the most, I suppose. Um, going into a game, people have written you off straight away. Um, I remember the Leash game, I suppose, and, and uh, the Roscommon game, people have given us no chance whatsoever of beating those two teams, and I think that just brings out the best of anybody. Um, and you, you've seen it last weekend again, uh, for Slockney against Vincent's. I think nobody gave him a chance whatsoever. Um, and you've just seen the best of them that came out of him. Um, the way they just minded the ball, they took care of the ball, um, never, gave it, never gave it away, took the, the best option all the time. And when the point was on, they took the score. And um, I think that's that, that's what you have to do in a game situation you just can't panic in those situations just you just have to take care of that ball and um they did that very well last day and just vincents were just chasing chasing shadows all, all day last year or last week and um i think frustration i suppose for vincents as well running around the pitch chasing chasing the ball and um that opened up the gaps for Schlockney and um no i think the It'll be a tough one against Dr. Croak or Dr. Crokes um, and Paddy and Patrick's day, but um, I think they've, they're good enough, um, and uh, I think it's going to be a great final. So that's the other thing as well is that this, you know, they've achieved a huge amount by defeating Vincent's, and but they face a huge challenge in the All Ireland final against uh, Dr. Crokes. Car, what would it mean for a count uh, for a club like Stock Neil, excuse me, to win? The All Ireland Challenge Championship on Patrick's Day. You know the level of achievement that they've had over the last three years. Everything gets a bit, it's sort of been a bit unbelievable. You know the, as I say, ten years since they won Derry up until twenty fourteen, and then and the circumstances in which they won it with a, you know, a goal in the last minute. It was the first. It was the first goal they had scored against Ballandary in, I think, five championship meetings, and that was what always held them back. And they scored this goal in the 61st minute of a county final to win it, and the the, the place went bananas. And then, you know, they, they went on, and from there, they went on and won Ulster. And the day they won Ulster up against Oma, the the the, the atmosphere was just of, of nearly sheer disbelief. Um, you know, the, this wasn't really on the radar at all. Then they went down and beat Austin Stacks, and it was just like, you know, it, it was just off the scale for them. Um, they didn't, at that stage, they didn't ever countenance the idea. But at this point, given that they've won three in a row in Derry, which only two clubs have ever done prior to this, um, and and they've won back their Ulster title, they have so much more belief about themselves now than than they did even the first time they won Ulster. And I know from from watching them. <coughs> Having developed as a team, they're, they're so much they are a, a much better team now than they were when they played Corfin two years ago. Only two or three personnel changes in that time, but but they have such freshness in the legs as well, and they just they just uh, they have such a confidence about themselves that they will have absolutely no fear of, of Doctor Crooks um, going into Crook Park, and for them to win in All Ireland, I mean. They would take an All Ireland in any of the three codes that they're in. I mean, that's the, that's probably the most remarkable thing and the, a genuine thing. They place so much emphasis on on the camogie and hurling around the club, and, and I mean that wouldn't that wouldn't be the norm in Derry. You know, clubs clubs hurl in, in Derry. There's only six, so there's eight now. There's a couple of other clubs joined the senior ranks. There's only eight senior hurling clubs in Derry, and. Uh, 
and by and large it's football first. Where Slightneal just for the last ten or twelve years have, have given, you know, the exact same respect to Hurling and Camogie. And you can see that obviously they're in the All Ireland Camogie final, um, which was, you know, probably the the bigger shock of, of any of the three. But I wasn't surprised that Slightneal came out of the, the Ulster Hurling because it was inevitable. They were they'd gotten close over two or three years and they were they were going to win it some year. Um so the fact that they're in the semi-final of that, there's no no great surprise. Um, the fact that they're back in the All Ireland football, a bit of a surprise. But the fact that they had never won the Ulster Camogie, and uh, and now they're in the final of that, you know, and and it would delight the club, everybody as much to win the All Ireland Camogie title as opposed to win the All Ireland football, and that's the great thing about them, you know, they're they're just they're it's uh, there's just a selfless attitude about the entire thing nearly. Um, but obviously, it would be it would be a massive achievement. All the size of the place, um, you know, not a massive, well, not a big number of families at all. Um, to to what and I suppose you saw the the photo that did the rounds on Twitter. Um, um, of the of the Google Map image of the two of of Slatnail Village and then uh, the area of Dublin where St Vincent's come from. And it just highlighted the contrast between the two of them was absolutely just enormous. That certainly went down a storm in Dublin, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> Alan Brogan didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think th- those sort of things, and I think when you can't really blame a county or a team like Stockton, that when they've achieved something there, look, I think they're going to be delighted. They're going to say things maybe that might rub someone up the wrong way, but, you know... We've all been there in situations where you, you just get carried away with the with the absolute sheer euphoria of winning something like that. So I think uh, you can't read. Really I, I I was I was surprised by the reaction to it. To be to be honest, I mean the the photograph had been tweeted the first time um, during the week, actually running up to the game, maybe the Wednesday or Thursday, and got got a good bit of traction as well. And I, I, I just. I was a bit surprised. I thought it was maybe maybe that's just the northern perspective or the dairy perspective, but I thought there was a bit of a bit of sour grapes about whinging about a, a photo that was basically you know, it wasn't it wasn't taking a cut at St Vincent's, it was highlighting the the scale of, of Slack Neil's achievement and I mean it's basically two roads through a through a pile of fields, um against, you know, a, a fairly sizable area of a city. But that's um, it, and that's it, but that's what I mean like and I suppose it's a question for both of you. Like last weekend, certainly, you know, pundits on Twitter and and different people have been writing this final into into the notebook since since way back when that it was going to be Vincent's and either Cara Finn or Doctor Croaks because these clubs had, you know, achieved so much and they had this historic uh, billing behind them, and. I, does this victory, and speaking to a, someone like you, David, who is with the Clare Footballers, who's, who's broken through some barriers this year, in the last couple of years to get into Division 2 and hopefully into Division 1 in years to come, and for you, Car, covering a team like, a county like Derry, and like earlier on, we, talk, we talked about Down and the troubles they've gone through. Does this change the face of the game now, what, what Stockton have achieved? Can counties draw inspiration where in the past they might have looked at t- 
teams from Dublin, certainly, we've talked about it in the past on this podcast and said, well, they're from Dublin, it's, it's, it's over and out, we've no chance. Does this say, well, actually, maybe we have a chance if we just think about it for a moment? I'll, I'll let David take it, will I? <laughs> yeah, David, you want to um, start? Sorry? Yeah, if you want to, yeah, yeah. If it, Dave, what do, what do you think about it? Well, I, um, as I said before, I said uh, underdogs, uh, um, it's a great motivation for any club or county going into a game. But um, I think, as Carr said there about um, the, uh, the Stockley manager came in and he, he settled things down and he got things organised. Um, when we were with Clare, um, when Colin Collins took over, first off, um, he got us, he just... I suppose settled us all down, uh, got things sorted from the top to the bottom. Um, he got players in the county that wanted to play with the county, and they were going to give a, f- a full commitment. Um, there was no kind of um, ha- half half asking uh, that sh- you're going to come in later on in the year or anything like that. It's it was just you're in the start of the year. You're going to give everything for Clare, and if you don't like that, um, good luck. Um, and he uh, sorted out. A, he got in a, a top man in um, uh, top trainers, um, everything from whatever the players, I suppose, wanted, um, uh, and they got it. And I suppose it's all about organisation in the county, um, and hopefully that that can bring it forward. As you said, Schlockney has brought in the manager, got everything sorted, and just brought him over the line, the, the little bit of a boost they needed. And I suppose that's what Cullum has done with us. And I, don't, I think any other county can do the same thing. Um, you see Lout there, Lout, um, we're down in Division 4, they're, they're after coming good now in the last co- uh, couple of years, just got everything organised and sorted out up there, and you, it's all about just organisation and um, the right man in the, the top job, and and I suppose that's that's what you need at this time of the year. What about you, Carl? What do you think? Is this changing the face of the Gaelic football as we know it? Um... You'd love to think it was in a way, but I don't know. You're you're always going to have you're always going to have results that will rock the boat. But to, like we have spoken a few times on here about about the strength of Dublin and and the thing about Dublin's strength as compared to you know Kerry Kerry have have had that tradition down the years, um, but theirs was based on a literally on the tradition. You know, people everybody loved to wear the green and gold, and they grew up dreaming of the green and gold. And it just sort of it, it just fed one generation to the next. Whereas Dublin have created that tradition now over the last seven or eight years um, with their few All Irelands. Uh, and the problem, the problem being then that there's such financial power within the. I mean, even you know, and I'm not saying it's financial, but look at look at the team that they had out against Slightneal, like the men from Sligo and Mayo and different counties. And and that's the same for a lot of clubs in Dublin. You know, it is the, it's it's obviously the this sort of working centre, the capital of the country, and you're going to get people moving to Dublin more than anywhere else. But 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 there are elements of of what's happening in Dublin that nearly seem irreversible um, in terms of just the finance is going to keep being ploughed in there. You know, unless the GA takes steps to. To stop it, you know. To, to be honest, I be something I would certainly be looking at. I would be in favour of a rule where a club couldn't 
couldn't field a team for a championship game with any more than two of its, you know, non-homegrown players. I think we're nearly at that point where you need a rule like that. And it's, I mean, to me, the GA shouldn't need a rule like that, but it, it nearly does at this stage. Um, and unless, you know, the strength of Dublin club football is is enormous. Um, just sheerly, sheerly for the, the number of bodies that they have coming through at underage, there's, you hear of clubs with six and seven underage teams at different age groups, and haven't they, you know, haven't they trial wins to take them to the fila, um, you know, to pick a squad for a fila? Imagine, God, I know in my club we'd love to have trials for a fila. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think that's probably in terms of in terms of Dublin's uh, club strength, it's probably an argument for another day. But just finally, I just wanted to uh, touch on Doctor Croaks and maybe David. You might know you might know them a little more than, uh, than myself and Car from being down that direction of the country. But what are, what are they going to be feeling? What are, what do you think they're going to be thinking ahead of uh, going up against Stockdale in this club final in a couple of weeks' time? Well, I suppose it's like any other game. They're just they're going to be looking forward to the big day. And, um, I think I think um, I think it's the only medal that the Gooch hasn't won. So. <laughs> be finding their own crow park that day to um, try and achieve that um, but it's, it's going to be they'll be looking forward to it it's, it's going to be like the both teams Lockney Croaks are going to be looking forward to it um, but um, you see Croaks last weekend again as well they just they took their scores at the right time and they minded the ball the, uh, like Schlockney were doing against Vincent's they were minding the ball and they weren't giving the ball away and, and the second half there they were playing out to a strong wind and they caught um, Corfin in the counter attack a few times and they got the goal out of it which Probably seal the deal for them, but um, no, I, they're going to be they're going to be looking forward to. It. They're, they're Crooks are a huge team in Kerry, and they were building for this for many many years, I'd say. And um, now got the they got into it's going to be it's going to be a big day. For them. And as I said, Colin Cooper's only medal that he hasn't won. Um, it'll be some achievement if he does achieve that to have everything in his pockets. So um, it'll be it'll be a great game. I, I think it's going to be a top match. Okay, I think folks will leave it there. Thanks very much, David. Thanks very much, Cara. Um, best of luck to you, David, for the rest of the season. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be discussing a Clare promotion with you in a couple of uh, weeks' time. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much, Pierce. As always, Cara, a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Pierce. Good luck. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye now. Tell you what they've achieved, they've achieved something absolutely rotten. And uh, Kieran McGinney as a player was, you know, a, a phenomenal player and he didn't cry and he didn't whinge, you know. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. But I'll tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man. Remember that tribe in, in, in Iraq, the Shiite tribe? Well, we've watched Shiite football. People think I'm a bit of a, a lunatic, loose cannon, whatever you'd like to... Uh, see ya. Come on! Move! Move!
Get it on.